This is the Rebellious Wellness Over 50 podcast for women over 50 who have a lot of living yet to do, who want to enjoy the ride for as long as they can in good health and with a sense of humor, maybe a little wine. I'm Gregory Ann Cox, and I believe it's time to bust the myth that aging equals decline in every area of life. Nonsense. I would say something else, but I'll keep it clean for now. Aging happens, but it doesn't have to ruin your life. You just need to get a little rebellious in your approach. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Rebellious Wellness Over 50 podcast. Today, my guest is Kyria. Health is her business, and Kyria, we're going to call her a nutritionist, a holistic health coach. She has many hats that she wears, lots of experience behind her, and she helps women find how to be in good health without resorting to medication, torture, treatments, all those kinds of things to really find what the body wants. Is that accurate, Kyria? Yes, sounds good. Yeah. And you became this person because you were a teacher in North Mm -hmm. Carolina. What kind of kids were you teaching? I was teaching high school. So I taught civics and economics, and I also taught sociology and psychology and coach softball and yoga. You know, any teacher would know that you wear many hats in a public school. And that's what led you to this place because you kind of got burned out with all those things you were juggling and doing for the kids. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I loved my students and I loved my job, but I just was very much very committed. (laughs) So my own needs and well-being went on the bottom of the to-do list. I don't even actually think they made the to-do list at all, (laughs) but I just was like, at work, you know, 12 hours a day and taking it very seriously and getting very stressed. And it's hard. 93% of our school was underneath the poverty line. Mm-hmm. So that's especially when you love your students, you know, there's a lot of different socioeconomic challenges that happen there beyond just trying to pass a test. That's the least of it some days. So just that emotional attachment. Um, I grew up on Catalina Island, which is this little island off the coast of California. And we just had one school, K through 12. And it was a very, very fortunate environment to grow up in a lot of support. And then just seeing how this school that I was teaching in, it just kind of rocked my world in a lot of ways, a lot of ways for the better, but it was a huge reality check. And also just to recognize um, a lot of things in our country that could be improved upon in our education system and beyond that. So anyways, I was working a lot and my health just crumbled. It crashed and burned and I didn't take any time for myself. So I kept teaching for a while. And then at some point I realized I really needed help. I tried, you know, to fix it myself and tried all these different things or Googling or working with conventional practitioners and nothing was really solving it maybe I would feel a little bit better but then I started working with a holistic nutritionist and she just transformed my world she did functional blood chemistry analysis with me which is something I do today and it was amazing to just feel so much better (laughs) (laughs) suffering and really realizing oh that's how it's done so then I went back and got my master's degree in the subject and it's what I do today it's interesting that you say it was amazing how you could just feel better feel a little bit better and then a little bit more better. And I think sometimes we get used to, especially as we get older, just accepting that we don't feel like we used to. And that's just the way it is. And I don't like that idea. (laughs) No, absolutely not. The majority of my clients are in their 50s or their 60s or their 70s. And recently did a client interview with this 
gorgeous woman of mine. And she said that she just wasn't willing to accept what all of her doctors had told her before, that it was just because of menopause. All these things that Mm. she was feeling of like depression or anxiety or not sleeping well, or these hot flashes or mood swings or weight gain, you know, she just wasn't going to accept that it was just menopause. And sometimes I've seen that be used as like a catch-all kind of Mm -hmm. thing. It's just that time of your life now. You have to just struggle and suffer. And she just decided that she wasn't going to. And then she found me. And she said in our recent interview that she feels better than she did when she was in her 20s. So it's just really nice when you don't accept that, right? That kind of like rebellious wellness attitude. Those are my people. You mentioned functional blood analysis. Why is that different than the kind of blood test you might get at the doctor, a CBC? Yeah. So it's, in one word, comprehensive, way more comprehensive than the standard blood work that somebody might get. I run a CBC with my clients also, plus so many other things. When we give our clients their blood test results, it's about 50 pages long, (laughs) five zero. And that's not just all these different blood test markers, but it's really the analysis behind that. So instead of just getting, you know, one page from a practitioner and it says everything's normal or maybe your LDL is out of balance, right? Or just one thing is off. We really look at it in the perspective of everything in your body. So we like to use both qualitative and quantitative data, right? So we talk to our clients like, how has the last 50, 60, 70 years of their life been? Like, what have they been going through? What history have they had? And then also, what are their future goals? And then, of course, we run those blood work and then we compare that together. So it creates more of a big picture. And we're able to see, you know, in those 50 pages when we put together the report of like, what is actually the best way to move forward? What's going to get the most birds with one stone, if you will, the Mm -hmm. easiest way to see results. So it is sometimes the same markers that somebody might do with a conventional practitioner, but it's the functional interpretation of it. So oftentimes with the conventional labs, if you just go into the hospital and get something done, they're comparing you to the average American or the average results in that lab or in that hospital, which We know that the average is not very healthy, unfortunately. The average American is very unhealthy. Six out of 10 Americans have one chronic disease. Four out of 10 Americans have two or more chronic diseases. So it's almost become this accepted fact that you get older and you get really, really, really sick and then you die. It's like, nope, like not going to accept that, right? Like I'm just going to age peacefully and I'm going to become like a strong elder and I'm going to continue to thrive in mind, body, and spirit. It's just a very different approach. So that's more like the conventional perspective is just comparing to the average, whereas functional compares you to optimum health. So the ranges that we use, even if it's the same CBC panel, the ranges that we use oftentimes are much more narrow because we're comparing you to optimum health. Like what is the best cholesterol levels look like? Not the average, but the best. What's the best glucose? What's the best thyroid panel? If you're a little bit outside of that, it's not necessarily a sign of a disease or a serious issue, but it is a sign of an imbalance. So when we get those warning signs, we're able to help people to feel better. Yeah. And I love the proactive idea of that. You can pinpoint things in that kind of a blood test that a person may not be feeling symptomatic about or because of. Mm -hmm. When you see the imbalance between, let's say, female hormones and thyroid or adrenal, or maybe you're looking at calcium versus, you know, these are magnesium, potassium, all these little tiny things that we think are insignificant because they're not given attention in the Western medical model are super important. Uh, Mm -hmm. And 
you know, I'm not saying that we can't have a vibrant life as we age, but as we age, it's true that the body goes through some changes. Some systems become less efficient in the regulation. So that's why those minerals are so important. So I love that you're doing that. And it, it is in keeping with the whole functional medicine idea that we are like a system, one whole system. If we need more than one practitioner of some sort, then we should be able to have them. But the idea of looking at the whole body in concert with all of its organs working and systems is a beautiful thing. Exactly. I think you said it perfectly, you know, in concert with organs and kind of thinking about it like that, right? Like our whole body, all of our different hormones, there's like the percussion and we have the strings and we have the vocalists and everything should be working in harmony together. So if somebody's starting to feel some symptoms, whether it's gut dysbiosis or depression or fatigue, whatever it might be, then the question to ask is, why, right? Oftentimes we ask, how can I just make this go away? <laughs> can I just feel better? Which is a very Western perspective, that instant satisfaction, the instant gratification, which is fine sometimes. But if we really want that long-term health, then it's, why is this happening? And then when we know, then we know better how to fix it. So that way it lasts for the long-term. Do you think there's a relationship between the, you said at 60 something, you have one disease, that's like the average, however many diseases people get, do you think there is diabetes aside, because that's clearly a blood sugar gut metabolism thing. Do you think there's a gut relationship to a lot of these chronic diseases, even if they don't look like they belong to the gut? Yeah, there's so much research now with our gut microbiome, which is really wonderful. It's becoming more mainstream of just mm -hmm. how important our gut health is and how it's connected to so many things, even depression, which wasn't even thought before. Most of our serotonin, our happy hormone is in the gut. So we're starting to see those connections, the connections to our brain and our gut, how it's intimately connected. Clearly diabetes, like we just mentioned, but so many other things. And at the root of everything really is stress and inflammation, right? Mm -hmm. So when we're digesting food, or not, many people are not even digesting their foods properly, then that just cascades into everything else, right? Like how you were just mentioning the importance of different minerals, especially with the kidneys, but really everything in our body too. So if we're eating food, even for people who are eating really healthy, you know, or they're doing their best, but if they're not properly digesting and absorbing those nutrients and minerals from it, then that has a cascade effect, right? It's like one person is off in the orchestra and then the whole song sounds kind of strange. Mm -hmm. That's where the functional blood chemistry comes in because we can actually see which part is off. And maybe it's just a little thing that's out of balance, right? Maybe the piano just needs to be retuned or something and then everything will just work better. You must be a big fan of chewing your food. <laughs> yes, yes. It's a part of digestion. Chewing your food is so important. And really, there's kind of like a little nutritionist joke. And it's like, where does digestion start? And we say it starts in the eyes, actually. So the step before chewing, just looking at it. And a lot of cultures have a practice of pausing and just breathing with their food or maybe praying with their food or taking one second to look at their food because there's a lot of research that shows when we actually see our food, our brain starts to send messages to our gastrointestinal system. Okay, there's a lot of carbs in this meal. There's some fat in this meal. There's some protein. There's different things that will send out those different enzymes to help digest it. But exactly what you said, chewing your food, of course, we have our salivary enzymes and chewing it should really be like liquid when we swallow it. That just is going to help everything else kind of down the stream with digesting to get more nutrients from it. And many people, I'll ask my clients, like, 
what they see when they're in the bathroom. So if they see pieces of corn or if they see an almond in the toilet, then that shows people that, you know, it's not really chewing their food and then it just makes it harder for their gastrointestinal system to digest it. We are such a busy society that I just wanted you to make the point for the people listening, if they find themselves rushing. I, I have a lot of entrepreneurs that listen that I work with. I know we're busy. A lot of people eat at their computer or they take a 15 minute break. So they got to get through their meal. And not only the, the approach, the mindful approach, looking at the food appreciation, I think a lot of people do that, but then they gobble and they're yes. missing this super simple thing that could really help digestion. No, no other things needed, just slow down. Yes. And if we know that we're really busy or we know that we are an entrepreneur or that we are going to be eating this meal at the computer, whatever it is, we can just help ourselves in advance. So doing things like like a soup that's blended up. So that's already kind of chewed up just in the blender or even like a superfood smoothie or any kind of smoothie or shake. If you use something like that, then it is doing a lot of that chewing for you. Even some people will make the argument that it's like a smoothie or a soup you should swish it around. That's kind of like a tongue twister. You should swish it around your mouth to still get the salivary enzymes. But if you know that it's like, okay, I've got to go to work and drop the kids off and do all these things. And maybe it's better to have like a smoothie instead of a granola bowl or something, if that makes sense. Yeah. I'm glad you brought up smoothies. I was going to ask if you're a fan or a foe. I spent many years in California when the first juice bar, Jamba Juice, or one of those opened up. And there were these gigantic monstrosities full of calories and sugar. And then we swung to the green drinks, which a lot of people don't like green smoothies. So where are we now? Is it sort of midway, half vegetable, a little fruit? What do you think? Yeah, where are we? I mean, that's where it can be so tricky with health sometimes. And some people just throw their hands up and they're like, I'm confused. You know, everybody's saying different things. What I'm reading is different than what I'm hearing on the podcast and what my doctor is telling me. So it can be just really frustrating sometimes, especially for those of us who are trying, like we're really trying to be healthy, but just contradictory information. So that's where I just go back to the blood. I really believe that we all have our own answer key inside of us. Our body knows what we need and what foods are good for us or not so good for us. So that would be more of a personalized answer of just, are smoothies good? Are they not good? What should be in the smoothie? I would say ask your body, right? So doing your FBCA would be the best answer for that. But a more general answer, it's tricky. <laughs> it's still tricky. You I'm know, not putting you on the spot. I get it. No, no, no. I mean, smoothies are great, but you are right. A lot of times it's just a ton of sugar, even if it's just fruit. So clearly having some vegetables, but then maybe somebody has an oxalate sensitivity. So they shouldn't do almond milk and spinach in their smoothies. Yeah. It's a hard one. I would say ask your body. <laughs> it's ask way your better. Body. This is where we get into like the spectrum of health. If somebody is going through the drive-thru and getting like, I don't even know, like a McMuffin or something, then any sort of smoothie is better than that. And that's what I teach my clients in our practice is just swap and upgrade is what we like to call it. One baby step better. If whatever you're currently having is really just not healthy, it's okay to have any sort of smoothie. And then maybe one step better is add some vegetables to it or, you know, swap the pineapple and mango for some strawberries, which has less sugar. Mm -hmm. Not being so hard on ourselves and not thinking about it too much, but just one little step better makes a big difference. It does. I remember, I don't know if you know who David Avocado Wolf is. Yes. Um, okay. So I interviewed him many years ago. I didn't have a podcast, but I did a multi-speaker event mm -hmm. and I had just come back from an event with him and it was amazing. So I said, David, for somebody that really wants to get started, there seems to be so much to do. What do you think? What's the first step? He said, 
eat an apple. <laughs> and I just love that coming from him, who had this huge empire of food choices, strange and otherwise. But his point was the same as yours. You know, it's a baby step start where you are. So it doesn't have to be complicated is the point. No, it doesn't. Exactly what you're saying and like what David said is just one step at a time. Because I think that's one of the keys that makes people quit what you were sharing earlier, right? It's just not quitting and then you'll get where you want to go. Not making it so hard. People can do that on their own or working with a practitioner or a coach who can just guide them ever so gently. I don't really think that we should change everything all at once, right? But just those little steps are way more sustainable for the long term. Yeah. And that word sustainable is the key because trying to change everything all at once is in my world, a recipe for disaster. It's too hard to remember everything that you're supposed to be changing. And then if one thing slips, you feel like I want to beat myself up. I didn't, I didn't eat my kale today. You know, there are many aspects to living a healthy lifestyle. And again, you have to start with the thing that's going to give you the biggest bang for your buck. What's going to, across all of the blood test results or the imbalances, what's going to move the needle most? Mm -hmm. And for some people, it is starting with diet, whether it's macronutrients or I'm not getting any micronutrients because I hate, I don't like deep green vegetables, but I'm eating a lot of carbs, maybe. So there's dial back, maybe add something. And again, like you said, it's individual. We can't make, I don't ever recommend that people follow one diet that they may have seen online. Yeah. or in a book, because unless they have been tested and know that that diet is going to be the right thing for them. Right. Yeah. It takes so much time and energy and sometimes it can do more harm than good. When I was just going to ask you that if you thought that the wrong prescription for food, a food plan could yeah. actually harm somebody if that's not what their body wants. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Humans are curious creatures, right? So, and I spent my own goodness, so many years just trying to figure it out on my own because I don't know, I didn't think I could invest the time or the money or the energy into working with somebody. And then I realized, oh my gosh, it's like so reasonable. And actually it's going to save me so much time and money and energy and heartache and all these negative symptoms. It's just going to fix it faster if I work with a professional. And one of my mentors and I think all coaches should have coaches too. And one of my coaches told me to reach up for help, not out for help. We can all reach out for help and we can Google or YouTube, clearly watching podcasts or listening to podcasts like this is wonderful, right? It's that one step forward. It's mm -hmm. so much better if somebody's really working on their own health journey. So just big high fives, everybody listening to this right now. But really like reaching up for help is just going to help to get you there so much faster. And I wish that I had told myself that years ago or learned it earlier. I'm glad that I learned it when I did, but reaching up for help in any area of life ultimately makes it easier for us in the long term. And this life is meant to be enjoyed and it's one life. It's going to start for all of us and end for all of us. So I'd rather all of us just be able to enjoy it with health. I love the distinction reaching up for health rather than reaching out for help. It just yeah. indicates for anybody listening who isn't really paying attention to this, the import <laughs> of it is there are people who have done what we want to do, people that have helped other people get results. So you find that person who's just been on the path a little bit longer than you. And they, like you said, it saves you time and trying to do it all yourself. And a lot of times when people, we can't see our way out of our own problem. That somebody else, like a trained coach yourself, dietitian, I mean, nutritionist and other health coaches, we can see things that the person in it may not see, or the person who thinks they're, like you said, some people are really trying to do the right thing, 
But maybe what they're trying to do is not where they should be putting their focus or energy. Sometimes people don't get any results. They get frustrated. They quit. I know. But a coach can help you see. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And one of my clients, this amazing woman, she's in her 70s and, you know, working towards retirement. She still loves the work that she does. She was really struggling with all sorts of different health challenges from mental health to digestive health, wanting to lose weight and all of these things, again, in her 70s that had been going on for decades. And she had always tried to do it on her own. So she would get into these spurts. And she said she would always eat really healthy and like lots of vegetables and some seeds and proteins. And then, of course, working together, we learned for her that almonds are not good for her. Spinach, not good for her. Certain things just wrecking havoc on her body. And most of us would think, almonds, spinach, that's so healthy, right? Like beans, I should definitely have more fiber, but just for her beautiful, unique body, it was really making everything so much worse. And no wonder every time before she kept trying to get healthier, then she would just feel worse. Mm -hmm. It was like this toxic ping pong effect. And another thing that we worked on together was self-care and she has been able to lose all the weight that she wanted to. And now she just feels so much better and she's happier and coping mechanisms for depression and things like that. She said that one of the best things for her was practicing that self-care. She was able to shed past trauma. She was able to have some more forgiveness, practice boundaries, healthy communication, things that people wouldn't necessarily think of as like health or nutrition per se, but you know, everything is either a nutrient or a poison for us. Mm -hmm. The words that we're speaking or the food that we're eating, the people that we're sharing time with. So, you know, that's just one story. That's a great story. I say something similar to what you just said, which is everything is food. Yes. And the thoughts we think as well as the food we eat are creating a response in the body that's either a deposit in the bank of good health or a withdrawal, right? It's the same. And the thoughts that you brought that up, it's so important. Dr. Daniel Amen, the brain scan mm-hmm. fame, and he has something called ants. You have to get rid of your automatic negative thoughts because he said that his research and all the scans he's done has proven that automatic negative thoughts, the ones that play in the background, those things add stress to the body. And we don't need more stress because that creates inflammation and heavens knows what inflammation then does to the body. So self-care, self-love, super, super important. I know. And it's one of those things that just, it's being thrown around a lot, right? Like more self-care, more self-love. But for many people, it's just hard to know even where to begin. I find that a lot of my clients are way harder on themselves than my team and I are. Sometimes we just have to tell them it's okay. Let's just go a little bit slower or let's just try this one micro step. Some people just want to jump straight into the deep end and change everything all at once. And some people can, but for some people, it's this backlash that doesn't work. Like what you were saying earlier, Greg, of sustainability. We really want them to transform for the rest of their life. You know, it's not like change everything in the next seven days. It's let's upgrade your life for the rest of your life. And I think when people get a positive result, they're more motivated to keep going. That woman, I think, must be in your total health makeover program. Yeah. Over the years, she wasn't getting the results she wanted. She would try and then not get a good result. So then she would just say, I'm not doing this anymore. But when you find something that works, I'll never forget a client I had who, I think she was perimenopausal, maybe menopausal, just about. And she had really bad pains in her feet. And she wanted to build a house and habitat for humanity, but she was afraid to climb the ladder because her feet hurt so bad. She might fall off. So I did the intake form and she was eating a lot of sugar that she didn't even recognize. She loved fruit. She had smoothies and she would have cookies. And so I said, okay, here's what we're going to do over the next six weeks because the habitat thing was six weeks later. We started to little by little 
back out some of that added sugar. And mm-hmm. within four weeks, she said, I don't have any pain in my feet. And that was really an inflammation thing. Yes. And so simple to change. She wasn't aware of how much sugar she was eating because some of it was healthy. Right. Mm-hmm. But that motivated her then to take other steps and incorporate, again, not deprivation, not getting rid of all the stuff she really loved that might not have been so healthy, but mm-hmm. adding in some of the other things that were good for her system to help with inflammation. Absolutely. I love that you share that story because that's what it's all about. What do we want to do in life? And she had this dream of working with Habitat for Humanity, and then you helped her make that dream come true, right? If she had been trying on her own. And she had been. She had been. She did the docs. They said, maybe you have fasciitis and you need this support thing for your feet. And she tried that and that hurt because it was putting pressure. (laughs) So it was just, you know, Western docs are generally not all, not generally not trained to look at this, of these other influences. Um, They get what, two weeks of nutrition school training, two to four weeks or something. (laughs) Not very much. So this total health makeover of yours, It really sounds lovely, but tell us about the program. What does it actually entail? If you want it to include wine on the weekend, it can. At the core of it, it's really a personalized program, right? So we meet each client where they're at. And one of our philosophies is that there's no such thing as one size fits all. For some people, it's really just taking everybody where they are and helping them to get one step further. So when we say total health makeover, we really help people to thrive in mind, body, and spirit. And it doesn't mean that they need to be perfect and squeaky clean and never have a glass of wine again, but it's just seeing what they want to do, right? And for some clients, maybe they do want to adjust their drinking habits. Those clients don't. So we just work with them where they're at, but we use the functional blood chemistry analysis as the foundation for that to see what's going on with them. Another beautiful client that we've had the pleasure of working with for over a year now and her partner as well. She has been in our coaching program and she really, really had the dream. Her and her husband wanted to backpack Machu Picchu, like go to Peru and do that trip together in their 60s. But she was in such chronic pain She just knew she wasn't going to be able to do it. And she had tried other practitioners and other conventional methods for this fibromyalgia and just never really got any support. And then we connected and she was a little hesitant trying something new again. And for anybody who's been on the health journey for a while, it can be a little bit scary sometimes to try something new, especially if Mm -hmm. we've already tried things and it hasn't worked. So that's where whatever people decide, finding a practitioner that will really work with them and create a personalized program for them, right? So we started working together, did our functional blood chemistry analysis, similarly to what you did with your client, figured out what foods were her triggers, removed those slowly and carefully to make it sustainable. Within 30 days, like literally three zero days, like one month, most of her pain was gone. She said 90% of her pain was gone and she was amazed. Her husband reached out to me and was like, wow, can I do what she's doing? Because and he felt pretty good overall. He wasn't even really like that concerned about certain health challenges, but he's like, whatever you're doing with her, like I want to learn too. So it's been really sweet to work with them together as a couple. And just recently we're talking to them and she said, we're going to do it. We're going to go to Peru and we are going to backpack. She was almost in tears because she realized that she could do that, right? She could meet that goal. And oftentimes people think that they have one goal, whether it's to lose a certain number of pounds or to, you know, fix this pain or have their foot feel better. But 
really what's deeper than that. It's like this dream of helping Habitat for Humanity or this dream of backpacking to Machu Picchu. So that's really helpful just to know. And that's where the total health makeover comes in. It's so much more than just numbers on a paper or just blood work or, or you know, whatever it might be. Like we're not into band-aids, just covering up symptoms to get a short-term result. It's really for people who want to upgrade their entire life. And what does that look like? You know, maybe for somebody like you, Greg, if you want to keep your wine on the weekend, then that would be part of your program, but enjoying it, right? And, and everything that we do from a place of self-love and self-care is one of the fundamental tenets of just being able to have that level of transformation. Do you use supplements in your practice or recommend supplements? Yeah, for people who need them. Sometimes people do need them. Sometimes if somebody's like, I never want to take a supplement, then they don't because it's all personalized to them. But mm -hmm. most people can benefit from some supplements. I mean, I'm sure you and I both know maybe even too much about the current level of like soil depletion in our environment, mm -hmm. right? Or even just contaminants in the water or all the many toxins that we're exposed to now more than people were even 20, 50, 100 years ago. Certain supplements really bad and just have a lot of fillers and contaminants in them and better off to take no supplement than a bad one. But some Absolutely. people really can feel a lot better with the right supplement. Yes, I agree. And I agree that it is personal. And even a minimal blood test, if somebody were, I know vitamin D is very popular, rightfully so. A test is a good way to find out whether you are at an optimal level, suboptimal, barely registering on the scale. Because a lot of people are not even close to optimal in vitamin D. And as a precursor hormone, it has many functions in the body mm -hmm. that I think are important. Where can people learn more about you? People can learn more about us on our website. It would probably be the best place, which is www.kyriahealth.com. So that's K-Y-R-I-A-H-E-A-L-T-H.com or at Kyria Health on Facebook or Instagram. You're welcome to email us at info at kyriahealth.com and reach out if we can be of support to you. That's great. If your listeners are interested, we have a free webinar online on our website that helps to explain the five ways to support natural healing. And that's a free webinar. People are interested in some of the more science or nitty gritty of like, okay, how does this actually work? You know, with hormonal imbalances or mental health challenges or weight goals or things like that. It would be a, a great resource. Mm -hmm. I just want to say one point to one thing that you just said about having the goal when it comes to our health. And for many, many women, it's a weight goal. Others, it's pain. Other, I can't sleep. But like the bigger, deeper goal is so that we can live in good health, so we can live whatever that means to us, whatever that looks like. You now live in Hawaii. I do. We're in North Carolina. You're in California. What drew you to Hawaii? Is that always a dream? My soul. <laughs> and, you know, for people who can hear the background, it, it just started raining and I'm in my outside office because I just love the outside. So you can hear the birds and everything. I've had friends who are living out here, came out to visit them many, many moons ago and just had that little feeling of, wouldn't that be cool? Wouldn't that be nice to live out there one day? And my partner and I kept thinking about it and kept thinking about it and kept visiting and kept visiting and playing with the idea of moving out here. And then the pandemic happened and the world kind of changed so then we're like we're gonna go now <laughs> so a really nice time to be out here and we feel very very blessed it's a gorgeous gorgeous community i've been to hawaii once and it was i can't wait to go back it was fabulous well i thank you very much for your time kiria and your expertise mm -hmm. and sharing all of your wisdom with my listeners 
So I will be back next week with another special guest. Be well till next time. Thank you so much, Greg. Aloha. Hey, peeps, before you run, in case you're not 100% sure you're doing everything you can to age as well as you can, which means you'll feel better longer, you might want to check out my Age Better Lifestyle Assessment. It will give us a clear picture of where you are now and what small changes you might want or need to make to improve how you feel, how you look, and how you age. Check it out at rebelliouswellnessover50.com in the Work with Greg section. Thanks.